You may be seated. I want to use these two passages, scriptures, Colossians chapter 3 and Ephesians chapter 5. And here Paul deals and he talks about singing and making melody in your heart unto the Lord. And Paul deals with how the song service ought to be in our hearts and not only in our hearts but in our worship services in the church house. And I appreciate the good songs of Zion this morning and they stirred my heart and drew me close to God and made me think about my name being recorded up above and, and that stirred my heart and, and it stirred my heart before it stirred my feet and I like that. I like those that will move your heart toward God before it moves your feet and your hands to clap and to stomp. But I want to preach this morning a message that God's been burdening my heart with for a long time now and I've spent several, several hours and literally days in this and by no means am I authority on what I'm about to preach on. But I'd like to use it this morning and maybe God would stir our hearts and, and I would that he'd open our hearts and our eyes of understanding and, and remove the scales of unbelief and disbelief of what's going on all around us. Now you know and I know that according to 2 Corinthians chapter 3 that the God of this world is none other than Satan himself. The devil is the God of this world. And I believe he's the God of a lot of the music that's going on today. Did you know what you listen to this, what you see, and what you feel determines what you think. And what you think determines what you are. And what you are determines, listen, what you do determines what you are. Let me put it this way. You see, we do what we do because of what we are. And we are what we are because of what we think and what we hear and what we touch and smell and see. And you see, what we see and hear, it does affect our lives. Brother Bill and I was talking yesterday and I had read over there in Second Peter where that lodge vexed his righteous soul by seeing and hearing what the Sodomites did in Sodom. It never said that Lot partake of their deeds. It never said that Lot did what they did. But it did say that Lot saw and Lot heard and it vexed his righteous soul. So it does make a difference what we hear and what we see, folks. It has an effect upon our souls. Well, preacher, what are you going to preach on this morning? I want to preach on the devil's gospel music, rock and roll. The devil's gospel music, rock and roll. Now, I want you to bear with me this morning and listen. It's been said that the music of our nation reveals the condition of our society. And folk, the music of our day, it reveals that we're living again in the days and hours of Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, when music is played for the homosexual and, and the lesbians and the disco music, the gay rock and, and all of this, it depicts that we're living in the end time. I believe that. I believe the devil knows that his time is short I believe that he's launching an all-out attack upon the minds of boys and girls and men and women. Now, a music affects us. Music will affect you, friend. It's a proven fact. Did you know that they actually play music so that cows can give more milk by? I mean, they found out that music played in the dairy barns will actually help the cows to give more milk. How about that? Did you know in a lot of, well, like the little restaurants, the quick chain restaurants where you go through the line like Weaver's Cafeteria or somewhere like that and you 
you go through the line, if they see that, well, you know that folk are going through too fast, there's not too many in there, they'll slow the tempo of the music down. And they'll play some soft, easy listening music, like they do a lot of department stores and grocery stores. And you'll just take your time and, and you'll get one in there and one in there and one in there. Well, if they see there's a crowd in that restaurant and they're afraid folks are going to be turned away, you know what they do? They just turn up the tempo, put a faster beat on. Here they go, going through there like that. Instead of eating like this, you're going to eat like this. And you just get to go on it. Music affects us, folks. It affects us. Did you know that music, it affects you mentally, it affects you physically, and it affects you spiritually. It affects you. But not only that, the melody speaks to the spirit of man, the harmony speaks to the mind of man, and the rhythm speaks to the body of man. Music affects us. Did you know that music actually has a hypnotic effect? Music has a hypnotic effect. It's actually a drug within itself. Music is actually a drug within itself. I've known boys that used to get high on dope and shoot up and everything else and they'd get to the point where they didn't even have to have anything. They'd just walk in, put on some rock and roll music at the right sound and the right frequency and, and everything. Listen, they'd get on a natural high just listen to music. Music is a drug. It's a hypnotic drug. Well, I want to say this. Throughout history, music has played a vital role in man's history. Did you know I, the first time you find music Music in the Word of God, you find it in Exodus 15 and verse 1. It was then after God had brought Israel out of Egyptian bondage that Miriam, Moses' sister, began to sing the song of deliverance. And that's the first time you find mentioned the word song, and surely they had some kind of music to it, as she sang the song of deliverance. And it glorified God. And it brought praise and honor and worship to the Lord God Jehovah. Well, do you know, even further back than that, there was music. Did you know that music originated in heaven? Did you know that? Music originated in heaven. Now listen. Ezekiel 28 verse 13. The Bible said, Thou, speaking of Lucifer, Thou hast been in, the Eden, in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. The sardis, the topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, the carbuncle, and gold, the workmanship of thy tabrets. And from that word, the Hebrew word, the tabrets, is the word we get tambourine for. And the workmanship of thy tabrets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou was created. I mean, God Almighty made Lucifer, made Lucifer with a built-in orchestra system in him. And I can just, why he, he just played music all the time. And I believe personally that Lucifer... He was the choir director there in heaven. Man, I mean, he had just those pipes in him and all that music. He'd just open up and the music come forward. And he'd begin to lead all the angelic choir as they sang praises and glory to God Almighty. Did you ever notice that it's in there? The tablets and the thy pipes? Huh? A building orchestra, like an organ or some kind. Well, you see, that was before his fall. 
And in Isaiah chapter 14, he said, I will be like the Most High. I will ascend to the sides of the north. All this, he said, I, I, I. God said, thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit, Lucifer. And there's where Lucifer fell. And when he fell, he pulled a third, a third of all the angelic hosts. An innumerable number of angels fell with him. And they're the demons and the demonic creatures of our day that are loose upon earth. And his music didn't change. Not his ability to make music didn't change. Just the purpose before it was to honor God. But now his music is to bring honor and glory and worship to himself. Huh? To himself. That's right. Now listen. I said before I believe there's an all-out attack to the devil. I believe the greatest tool of hell's evangelism is guitar-toting high priests of Satan himself that are preaching their gospel in rock and roll. Amen. Hmm? Well, before I even get started on rock and roll, because I want to finish up with it, I want to say something right here. I want to cover this before I get started. I just hear some of you back there. Yeah, give it to that younger generation. Bless God, a bunch of rebels. Hey, like that rock and roll and everything. Let me tell you something about country music. huh? Let's just hit that right quick before we get started. And that'll knock shout out a lot of folk when you begin to hit Conway and, and Loretta and Tammy Wynette and, and begin to hit George Jones and, and some of this other crowd. How about country music? While you tell your son and daughter to go in there and listen to their rock and roll on the headphones, you drive your truck. I, I, I wouldn't want to go out this morning and turn on radios that pull in this driveway this morning. I'd find a lot, lot of them on WIVK and there's listening and the country music on the way in here. Amen. You know it's the truth. Some of you look awful pale right there. I mean, you come in here, you come in here listen to that and then wonder why in the world you never get nothing from God Almighty. Well, it's no wonder. Well, now, preacher, you know, well, what they sing about? What they sing about? Well, let's just see. You tell me which is the worst. Rod Stewart, a rock and roll singer singing Hot Legs. Or, listen, or Conway Twitty declaring and singing, you've never been this far before, honey. Huh? There's Conway. Conway's singing about adultery and fornication. I mean, country music, it explodes and it lifts up adultery and fornication and beer guzzling and drinking and, and fighting and all this. You know it's the truth. It's not fit for a dog to listen to, much less a human being. Huh? Tammy Wynette years ago sung her hit song. Our D-I-V-O-R-C-E became final today. Bless God, women everywhere listen to country music. Said, if I, I don't like my old man, it don't work out, I'll just get me a D-I-V-O-R-C-E then. Huh? Yeah. That wasn't of God. That's of the devil. Hmm? I get to thinking about, listen, Barbara Mandrell's hit song. I'm married, but not to each other. Married, but not to each other. That's adultery, friend. I mean, that's how about Dolly Parton? Oh, I mean, we live next door to her. I mean, we're hometown is severe, but Dolly sings, "It's all wrong, but it's all right." Huh? Hebrews thirteen four said, "Marriage is honorable in the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers God shall judge." 
it's not all right. It's not, listen, it don't make it all right. And it's, it, it is all wrong. And it needs to be told that it's all wrong. Uh, and here I was passed by the movie theater up there on Keith and Pike and, and her and Burt Reynolds, darling Burt Reynolds is playing in, in the best whorehouse, the little whorehouse in Texas, huh? As Dolly, as Dolly. Well, preacher, she'll sing a few gospel songs. Hey, the devil's no idiot, friend. I mean, he's smart. He'll put in a little, I mean, a little soothing, a little icing on the cake. A little, you know, he touched me and how great thou art. And all the time, he's feeding them his life. Huh? Well, how about heaven's just a sin away? That's a top country song. Heaven, the glory and the, the rhapsody of heaven is just a sin away. You know what that's talking about? Adultery. Huh? What about, well, it, it don't feel like sinning to me. That was a hit song. It don't feel like sinning to me. Here's another hit song. Married women make good lovers. Huh? Married women, that's country music now. Bartender blues, and, and here Johnny Paycheck's song here recently, Take This Job and Shove It. Now isn't that something you'd want your boys and girls to listen to and to learn as they grow up, take this job and shove it, huh? And talking about rebellion and just re out and out rebellion against the establishment, huh? Well, what about Willie Nelson? And what about Jesse Coulter? What about, I mean, listen, Wailing Jennings as they sang their booze and, and their drug drink songs all the time, huh? Ah, preacher, I don't get excited. It's all right. It's all right. No, it's not all right. And there's some of you that have got those George, listen, all kinds of country music albums at home, and then yet you'll harp at your son and your daughter for listening to Rocky Road. There's hypocrisy in your life. You've got, you got double standards in your life. Hmm? It's just as wicked and ungodly and hellish to listen to country as it is rock and roll. Well... I'll get off of that and get over here. Huh? Now look at this, the devil's gospel music. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Now I want to mention, in this message, I'm going to mention about subliminal suggestion. Subliminal suggestion. That's speaking to the subconscious. That's speaking to, like, here's the doorway to your mind. And instead of coming through the doorway to your mind that you can see and hear, they're coming over that doorway and going through your subconscious mind, things you cannot see, things you cannot hear, and it's registering in your subconscious mind. It's called subliminal suggestion. I also mentioned backward masking. How many of you have heard about backward masking? Hold your hands up high. There's a few here today. That's simply where there's a message and it's played forward. There's one message and played backwards. There's another message. And we're going to hear a little bit of it in a little bit. I want you to hear it. And know about it. Well, let me say this. The, the drug business is a $40 billion a year industry in the United States alone. And you will know how it got there. It got there through rock and roll stars, a great host of it, singing about drugs and, and making drugs look real glorious and, and the way of life and to be in the, the, the way of be to be in with the crowd. They, they played this and sung this to little boys and girls know all about it. Moms and dads sat back and said, man, that's freaky music. 
Man, I can't understand that. I don't see what they get out of it. Well, they were getting something out of it. I'll tell you something, folks. Listen, boys and girls. Men and women, I can't help some of these older folk. They're so hard-headed and set in their ways. They won't let nobody help them. But there's hope for some of you younger folk. Listen. That, listen, the devil is playing with your mind and you don't even know it. He's playing with your mind and you don't even recognize it. Well, where are we going to start? I will start with a definition of rock and roll. Now, let's just see what I've got here on here. This is going to be quite different today, but let's just see. Listen to this beat. Y'all hear that? It's the old primitive tribal worship. Look at that. Listen, wait a minute. Listen to it. So remember, the natives could do that if they did it loud enough, hard enough, and long enough. That's just an old tribal worship beat. Just the Indians used to use it. And they used to use it a little bit. But now let me introduce you to this. You take that same beat. Now that same beat's in every rock and roll song. It's the... It's always topsy-turvy. What they call topsy-turvy. It's always on top. Above everything else, it's always the beat, the beat, the beat. Huh? Now listen, here's modern day rock and roll. Let me introduce you to it. that beat? That same beat. It's in every rock and roll song. And that beat, that beat is what drives. And they, they it's a proven fact. Years ago, those old Indians on the tom-toms and things, they'd sit around, and they'd get that thing going, and we, we thought they'd pass the peace pipe around, didn't we? We thought they'd try to make peace. What they're doing is getting high on loco weed, which is nothing more than marijuana, and they're getting as high as Cootie Brown and ready to go, got so crazy, they didn't care what happened to them. That's what they'd do, they'd sit around and, and smoke their pipes, and, and that same driving beat, driving beat, he'd cause them to go out if it was mass suicide and just go on. Huh? Well, you ever thought about where the definition rock and roll come from? Where did that word rock and roll come from? It was coined up in, listen, 1954. You didn't, I didn't know this till the other day. 1954 was during the time of Gene Vincent and during the time of Chuck Berry and all, some of the youngers or some of us oldens remember Chuck Berry and Gene Vincent. They come out and there was a new musical fad had started and Elvis Presley had just come on the scene a little bit and they, they, they wanted a new name for the music. They wanted to get away from the rhythm and blues type music and they wanted a new name for it. There was a disc jockey in Cleveland, Ohio, by the name of Alan Freed. That was his name. And he was trying to think up a new title for this rocket, this music. And you know what he did? He took an expression from the ghetto, the black community in Cleveland, Ohio, that depicted, that depicted adultery and fornication in the back seat of a car. And they called it rock and roll. That's what they was talking about. They was talking about adultery and fornication in the back seat of a car. And he said, that's it. That's it. That's what we'll name this new music. Rock and roll. That's where it got its title. That's what that means. Rockin' and a roll. 1954. Well, I want to go into a description of rock and roll music. The progression of rock. We'll just take a little journey. 
Just go on a little journey in this thing and just, just listen, listen to some of the titles in the last four or five years, ten years. Here's a title, Let's Make a Baby. That was a rock and roll hit, Let's Make a Baby. And they're doing it. Huh? United States of America has the number one illegitimate birth in the world. There's something we can be proud of here in the God-fearing quote-unquote nation. I mean, we're the number one nation with more illegitimate births than any other country. Did you know rock and roll music is banned in Russia? They will not allow it. It has to come in underground. Did you know, let me get the statistic on this, did you know the year that they banned rock and roll music in Russia, the next year, juvenile delinquency dropped 34.8% the next year that they banned rock and roll music. Huh? We got one of the highest juvenile delinquency percentages in the world here in America. A quote unquote, God fearing more Baptist churches here in America than anywhere in all the world. And we've been so stupid with our heads in the sand as all this is coming into our homes, in our homes, in our cars, our stereos, and not realizing what's happening. Well, preacher, what do you what do you go back to? Well, let's go back to the man that Satan used the most. He was Satan's greatest tool to widen. Did you know that there was such a word as a generation gap before rock and roll music came? You never heard of that word generation gap. But rock and roll music helped to bring it in, a generation gap. And did you know who that the devil used? Some of you just going to get mad. You're going to get so hot you're going to steam. Do you know who it was? It was a man that was raised in a church of God church. Tupelo, Mississippi, by the name of Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley. Why, preacher, you're talking about my hero. You're talking about a man I idolize. There are a lot of Baptist women and Baptist men that idolize Elvis Presley. They paid thousands of dollars to fly to concerts and, and listen, Las Vegas and different places. Did you know that, listen, when Elvis would come on stage many times, the ladies would actually pull their undergarments off and throw them up on stage. They'd take their motel keys and throw them on stage and, and hope that he had come to their room where there was there's your hero there's Elvis 1956 on the Ed Sullivan show we got a lot to thank Ed Sullivan for Ed Sullivan in 1954 they brought Elvis Presley on stage I mean his hair all greased back a duck tail back there and leather like clothes on he got out there with his old leather motorcycle jacket on and he began to sing his song, Blue Suede Shoes. And he began to sing the song, You Ain't Nothing But a Hound Dog. And did you know they said he was so vulgar, he was so immoral, that they, they blocked him out from the waist down. They wouldn't even saw him on television. Huh? Well, boy, that's a far cry from what is that thing that's on on Saturday? And have a, what they call that thing? Huh? Yeah, on that Saturday afternoons they have that thing on that hit parade thing, whatever it is, they got that thing going on. And all them people in there dancing, carrying them with their music and everything. Hmm? Far cry. But they stand there, but wouldn't show him from the waist down. And listen, people went wild, Elvis Presley. People went wild. And you know, he went to the army. And man, we I want you to know we put him on a pedestal. He went to the army. Well, bless God, everybody ought to go. Every man ought to go to the army. I mean, that, that's just doing your duty. I mean, that ain't nothing to be. Listen, that's just your duty. The boy, everybody said, hey, Elvis is all right. He went to the army. 
And then, you know, he come back and begin to make more songs and more songs. And he went right on. And then they, they come out that the king of rock and roll had died. Asheville newspaper, Asheville, North Carolina. The headlines on that day said, the king is dead. I got news for you. Their king may be dead and in a grave and rotten and skin worms eaten out of him, but my king's alive and well on the throne of glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Your king may be dead, huh? Yeah. I mean, listen, in 24 hours, they know around the world that Elvis Presley had died. Jesus Christ has been dead and buried and alive. He's arose and it's been 2,000 years and there's multitudes of people that don't know. Huh? Elvis Presley. Here a while back I preached this up our church. A young man got excited in our church. He got in there and he got brought back a bunch of albums. I mean, hey, some, I mean some, listen, some expensive. A lot of people would have paid a lot of money for them. I mean collector's items. Huh? You know what we did with them? We burned them. Burned them outside the church. There's one of the ladies up church got upset. She said, I don't understand what's wrong with listening to Elvis sing a little gospel music. You mean tell me you want to hear the devil's crowd sing gospel music? God's crowd has got no business singing rock and roll. And the rock and roll crowd has got no business singing God's music. And neither does the country music stars have any business singing rock. Listen, gospel music. You want to hear Orange, Spot, Orange Blossom Special on Saturday night and the man in black and, and about his drugs and all that and then come listen to him sing on, on some big name evangelist platform. Huh? Needs to get a haircut. That whole crowd does. B.J. Thomas and all of them. B.J. Thomas, if he's saved and born again, he ought to clear up. Amen. Looks like he always looked to me. Not worse. Mm-hmm. Boy, we burned them records. They didn't like it. Some folk got upset. Hey, some of you right here's got Elvis Presley records at your home. Well, preacher, I don't listen to them. I'm just keeping them. Well, you may be a stumbling block to your kids, huh? Maybe a stumbling block to your neighbors and some young converts have just gotten saved. you burn that field. Get rid of it. Well, it come out. A lot of people's hero, Elvis, was nothing more than a pin cushion dope addict, huh? I read in a book here a while back, they told where he was sitting down place, his butox was so peeing cushioned by needle marks, there wasn't another, there wasn't another square is to put an injection where they already hadn't been one. Huh? There's Elvis. There's Elvis. Bloated. Now, I mean, listen, he got out of shape and all that and bloated out there. He'd have to take his drugs to get up, take his drugs to get down. Listen, he was nothing more than a cheap dope addict. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. The devil don't like it either. Huh? You don't think hell, I mean, you don't think you don't have to wait hell by the acre when you preach a message on this kind of thing. You, you try it sometime. Huh? Well, it then, listen, then it went on, you know, a little bit wider, a little bit wider gap. Then from Liverpool or Cessapool, huh? Here came, we got invaded by the Beatles. Remember that? 1964. And I will forget, I was right in eighth grade or ninth grade there. Now I will forget, I, I would come to school one day, come the next day, everybody was talking about the Beatles, the Beatles. I wondered if we hadn't got plagued by some kind of, uh, you know, some kind of insect, you know, something happening, you know. And everybody had to, all the boys wore burr haircuts and flat top haircuts. Everybody come in next day and had that little old flat top pulled down their eyes and they tried to look like George or Ringo or John Lennon or Paul McCartney. Huh? The Beatles. Now, 
1964. They were on the Ed Sullivan Show. There he is again. We got a lot to thank old Ed for, don't we? He brought us the Beatles on national television. Listen to this. 68 million people on a Sunday night. And don't, don't you dare even think that it was all lost, folks. There's a bunch of badness folks stayed home and watched it on that night. 68 million people. One of the greatest television audiences that ever has been. You know how they come out? Yeah, I know, preacher. That bunch of long-haired, bearded freak. Oh, no. No, they didn't. You know how they come? Suits, ties, no mustaches, no beards whatsoever. Every one of them's ears showed. Every one of them's ears showed. I mean, the bottom and the top showed. The devil knowed if he sent that bunch of hellcats over here. Listen, look like a bunch of freaks in America. They wouldn't accept it then. But you watch the progression of their albums as you look at their albums. It got a little lower, a little lower. Then their beards come, their beards come. Listen, that's the way it worked. That's exactly the way it worked. Very innocently they sang the songs like, I want to hold your hand. I want to hold your hand. Yay, 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 huh? I want to hold your hand. That's very innocent, isn't it? I mean, that's pretty innocent, huh? And their suits and ties, you know. Well, it went from, I want to hold your hand, to such songs as Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. How many of you have ever heard that song? Hi, hi, I heard it. Hold up high, I'm a girl. Listen, y'all cast some more hands. Well, then, all right, take them down. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. You know what that was? Extrolling L-S-D. Lucy, Sky, Diamonds. L-S-D. D. That's what they were extrolling, huh? The song, I get high with a little help from my friends. They was talking about getting high on drugs. They wasn't talking about somebody lifting up out of good. They was talking about getting high on dope. Huh? The songs they sang, such as, well, Helter Skelter. Remember that one? Helter Skelter. That's the one that Charles Manson, the, the convicted murderer of Sharon Tate, said that drove him to that Pat Sharon Tate's mansion and killed Sharon Tate along with some others, ripped her womb open, took the unborn baby out and murdered that baby and then took and, and, and drawed, drawed on the wall and, and sketched on the wall with their own blood the words Helter Skelter. Huh? Nothing wrong with it, preacher. Nothing wrong with it. Don't get too excited. It's time somebody got excited. They sung the song, Yellow Submarine. Yellow Submarine. Everybody thought, man, ain't that crazy? Yellow Submarine. That wasn't what they was talking about at all. Anybody knows anything about marijuana and dope and wrapping papers know that they, those back then they were, had the yellow papers that were gummed and, and they were bright yellow and boy, they put the marijuana in there and twisted both ends and hold it up and it looked like a submarine. Yellow submarine. That's what they was talking about. Huh? That's what our kids, that's what some of us here used to listen to. Didn't even realize what was, sometimes didn't even know what it was saying. Listen, John Lennon said in 1966 in a Newsweek interview, Christianity will go, he said. He said, John Lennon said, we're more popular than Jesus Christ right now. Well, I will say, amen. 
they were more popular. Jesus never did come to be popular. He didn't come to be a popular a popularity contest. He came to bring salvation. He came to bring a sword free and that divide houses and brothers and sisters because of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. But I got news for you. John Lennon failed to an assassin's bullet. John Lennon lies in a grave today and Jesus lives on. Amen. Huh? Yeah, he said Christianity will go. He said we're more popular than Jesus now. John Lennon's probably in hell screaming and a-roasting and a-fire like a pigskin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, 1967, John Lennon, listen, George Harrison, he declared himself a Hindu. A Hindu. Did you know it was the Beatles that helped to bring us all this craze of Eastern religions over here? I mean, they were the ones that helped to open up the door for the Moonies and, and for Hare Krishnas and, and all. They, that's it. That's old George Harrison. Tell me of his member song, My Sweet Lord, My Sweet Lord, hold my pie. He even said hallelujah on it. He even said, My Sweet Lord. Well, just, just listen to a segment of this right here. Did you know a lot of Baptist churches was playing that? Did you know that there's a lot of Baptist churches that was playing that and was singing that in pulpits across the country? Well, on, on out on that same album, which you didn't, couldn't really hear unless you listen real close, and it's hard to hear it like this. But instead of saying, Hallelujah, my sweet Lord, they changed it. To, the background music was saying, Harry Krishna, Harry Krishna. Let's see if we can hear it here. Krishna is a, listen, a pagan eastern cult, a religion of the devil itself. And we're singing that. People went around tapping their foot saying, my sweet Lord, hallelujah, my sweet Lord, all the time, huh? Well, the devil's got a way about getting to us, don't he? Hmm? And he went on. He went on. For, and listen, and also, I want you to see if you can hear this. The Beatles were the first ones to use backward masking. They were the first ones to use what is known as backward masking. It was during the late 60s. Their popularity was still high, but their record sales had dropped down some. And they began to, to backward mask and say a message backwards that was indicating that Paul McCartney had died. Several of the albums on the outside, it shows, well, it shows Ringo and George, and it, and it shows the rest of them right there, and Paul with his back. The others facing Paul with his back, a blue suit on, and the rest of them in grave diggers' clothes and a preacher's attire. You see, they were saying on that album, the albums themselves, the albums, they, they, they give forth a message on the covers many times. And they were saying that Paul had died. Now, he really didn't die. They say, listen, this music, and there's a backward message that was reaching their sublineal mind and, and reaching inside their mind. They thought he had died, and there was a mass rush to buy more Beatle albums. And hey, it worked. Listen to this. I want you to listen to this. You hear that? Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. That's off the white album the Beatles produced. That's all it said there. That's forward. And here it comes backwards. Just listen to this in just a second. You'll hear him say, 
I turned me old dead man. Took battles. Listen. He'll come on saying, turn me on, dead man. Turn me on, dead man. I couldn't hear it too good. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Your, your mind picked it up. I'll grant you that. You got it. Huh? These boys on the front could hear it. Some of you could hear it. Turn me on, dead man. Turn me on, dead man. And see, they were trying to get that message across that Paul had died backwards in the mind. It caused folk to do things that they didn't really want to do. They went out and bought more albums. Than they, they just did it because it was in the mind. Well, you see, it went on. There's such groups like the Rolling Stones, household word among rock and roll people. The Rolling Stones, Nick Jagger and Keith Richards, and they sang such songs as, well, I can't get no satisfaction. You know what that was talking about? That was a sexual phrase, I can't get no satisfaction. Honky-talk women, I mean a filthy song about prostitutes. Huh? Street fighting machines, sympathy for the devil. They had a title song, sympathy for the devil, and that's been declared the national anthem of Satanist. That's their national anthem, sympathy for the devil. Well, they had an album out, and this, I, I seen this album the other day, and it was entitled, it was entitled Sticky Fingers. That's the title of the album. On the outside, it says Sticky Fingers at the top. And you know what it's got on the back side, on the back side of the album? It's got, on the back side, it's got a man's back going forward this way. And all you see is his back, the bottom part. And on the front, you know what it has? It has the man's front part. And you know what it has? It has a real zipper. On, I mean a zipper that zips up and down. And when you open that, there's an ungodly, filthy picture inside. And little boys and girls, eight and nine years old, and 10 and 12 could go right in there and buy that. Huh? That's what our kids, that's what this generation is listening to today. And some of you have got it in your homes. Some of you young kids have got this in your homes, in your tape library, in your record library, and some of you other folk do. Huh? Rolling Stones. Here's what Nick Jagger sings in a song called Dead Flowers. He sings, the lyrics say, I will be in my basement with a needle and spoon. You know what a spoon's used for? It's to put there, the, to put the liquid substance of the drug, and they take the needle in the spoon, they begin to pull it out. You ever seen anybody, you ever seen anybody take their belt off and wrap it around their arm and pull it with their teeth and get that needle and jab it into that vein and pump it in there, that liquid poison, and then in a few minutes, they're gone, friends, spaced out. Well, that's what they're singing about. And young boys and girls know that they need a needle and a spoon to get what they had. Huh? Drugs and rock and roll go hand in hand. They're like Siamese twins. You don't find folk getting high on drugs. You boys know that's been around. They don't nobody get high on drugs unless they say some good music to listen to. And they won't get that heavy music to listen to, and then that just puts them in the mood to get there. You know what I'm telling A lot of why they go, why they, they, even with the drinking crowd, they like an old barroom brawling drinking music. That gets them in the mood to drink. Listen. Here's what, let me tell you what the rock and roll stars say about it, about drugs. Linda Ronstadt said, I can sing better after shooting too much smack or too much heroin in both arms than after eating too much. She said, I can sing better after I put about two needles in my arms full of smack. Listen, Glenn Fry of the Eagles said, he said, I'm in the business for sex and narcotics alone. Now that's what they think about it, huh? Well, it goes on, the list goes on. Here's Led Zeppelin. 
Let's see if we can get this. Led Zeppelin is an older group, but they had the number one best-selling rock and roll song in the world. And it's become, and it's the classic of rock and roll. It was the album entitled Stairway to Heaven. Have you ever heard it? Hi, look around here. You're surprised how many folk heard it. Stairway to Heaven. And in the Led Zeppelin group, there's a man by the name of Jimmy Page. Jimmy Page is one of the lead guitarists. Jimmy Page owns, he admittedly owns the demon-possessed castle of Aleister Crowley. He owns that. And did you know that Jimmy Page owns his own occult bookstore? He went and bought his own occult bookstore so he could study more about, about the mystical and about the unknown out there. Well, in this song, Stairway to Heaven, I want you to listen to this right here on this segment right here. Now listen to this. When this comes on. Talk about dear lady, can you hear the wind blow? They get to talk about there's two rooms. They get to talk about two roads on that thing. Now I want you to see if I can find the second part of this thing. Now here. On this part here, on that same album played backwards, it begins to say, I will sing. Because I live with Satan backwards. Listen. message being put out. I will sing, Paige said, because I live with Satan. Huh? That's going into the mind that you don't ever hear with your ears. You're hearing that and that's resting in your mind and you don't even know it. And then folk wonder, dad wonders why his boy comes out of the back room and he comes out of there and he says, hey son, how about mowing the yard? Hey old man, mow it yourself. I don't have to mow it. Mom says, hey daughter, would you take the garbage out and wash dishes? I'm not going to do it. Wash them yourself. Rebellion's being programmed. It's being programmed in the minds of our boys and girls and they don't even know it. Hmm? There's Led Zeppelin. But then there's that man that sung by the name of Rod Stewart. Many of you remember him, Maggie May. Maggie May sung a song, Maggie May. Here's the lyrics of Maggie May. Oh, mother, what a lover. You wore me out and wrecked my bed in the morning. You kicked me in the head. Now, ain't that something you'd like to listen to, huh, old Rod Stewart? And you know what, Rod, old Rod comes out on stage. You had dresses. Rod's hair's down to about here, you know, and it's all feathered back and laid back, you know. And he comes out, he's got on, he comes out with long silk gloves on, and he wears a woman's necklace many, many times. And they asked him, why, Rod, do you come out dressed like that in such a tire? Well, he said, half of my audience is male, and I've got to appeal to them, too. I kind of got a feeling Rod's a little queerish, don't you? Huh? I got a feeling he's just a little bit queer, Rod Stewart. Man, come out wearing a necklace, and listen, silk gloves on. Something wrong with that man. Huh? Now, here's a group. I want to play this here. And I'm not proud of it, but I went and heard this group when I was out out of God's will backslid. This was Leonard Skinnerd. 
How many of you remember Leonard Skinner, the group Leonard Skinner? Oh, I hands all over this whole building. Leonard Skinner, the whole band crashed, an airplane crashed, and, and I believe about all of them were skilled in that one. It may be two or three, one or two that wasn't with the group. But they had an airplane crash, and they all died. Here's a song by Leonard Skinner. Now that we'll forget, I never forget that night I went up there at the Coliseum when the lights came down low and it got total blackness and they came out on stage. Listen, they would look like jar flies in that Coliseum. And they begin to be an aroma filled that building, and most of y'all know what I'm talking about. And it was that sweet smelling marijuana. And they begin to sing their songs. And listen, here's one that, that Leonard Skinner wrote, The Needle and the Spoon. Listen to this. See if we can pick this up. wrong with going to bed with somebody of your own sex. I just think people should be very free with sex. They should draw the line at goats and animals. Somebody said, I wouldn't say that. God Almighty in the book of Deuteronomy said it's an abomination for a man to lie with a beast or for a woman to lie with a beast and it's nothing new to God. I mean, that thing's been going on a long time. God said it's an abomination. Amen. Yeah. Now here's one, David Bowie. David Bowie records for RCA, and he boasted his interviews and songs that he's bisexual. A woman or a man, no matter difference to him. And he is married. He mar his wife, you know where they met? His wife, she's a lesbian, a noted lesbian. You know where they met? You know how they met? They didn't meet in church. Huh? They didn't meet, you know, in a little social. You know how they met? They were both dating the same man at the same time and fell in love with each other. I mean, he was dating that man. She was dating that man. She's a bisexual too, lesbian. And it makes no difference. And they were both dating the same man at the same time. Here's what he said. You know, several years ago, he was voted the number three female artist. Let me get this right. Number three male artist and the number one female artist at the same time. They couldn't figure out whether he's male or female, so they just voted him both of them. Huh? Get him the number three male award in rock and roll music and the number one award. That's what they thought about. Huh? Here's what he said. Quote, David Bowie said, rock and roll has always been the devil's music. That's what David Bowie had to say about it. Hmm? Here's one, if I see if I can find this. Uh, this is pretty recent. Most folk know about this. Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent, he's a get cut, bills himself as a gun, guitar gunslinger. His rock and roll music is called combat rock. I mean, he just gets wild. He, he, he acts like his guitar's a machine gun. He'll go shooting through the audience, you know, wild as a bat, you know. And after one of his concerts in South Carolina just recently, it's been several years ago, after that concert, there was a riot took place, and there was 12 boys that lay dead after that, that music concert. And his music incited them. 
and give them the drive to have a right. Listen to this. In this song here, it talks about cat scratch fever. Listen to it. Cat scratch fever in just a second. How's that beat? fever. Well, on his album and on his eight-track tape, you know what it shows? It shows him bare-breasted. It shows a lady's fingers coming up behind him, and she's raking him across the chest. And what he's got, cat scratch fever, he got it from the kitty next door, is venereal disease. That's what he's saying about it. That's what he's saying about it. And yeah, I've got tapes here by the Eagles. Good day in hell. I'm going to tell you, there ain't never been a good day in hell. That's what they're saying about a good day in hell. Hell is a wicked place. Hell is a dark place. Hell is a place of fire and, and brimstone and, and punishment. There's never been a good day in hell. Amen. Let me see if I can find this right here. Don't you see this? Hear this right here. This is a, this is a album here titled Billy Thorpe, 21st century man. You talk about some wild music. He, you've got the lyrics on the inside, so if you can't understand them, they want you to read them and know about it anyway. And it said that there's, now you get this, moms and dads, don't you hear this? There's a time late at night when my folks are in bed. I light up a joint and get out of my head. I listen to music with the headphones up loud and pretend I'm the star, not just one of the crowd. I'm the hero who plays the guitar, or I dream of the day when I'll own my own car. Get this, get a book from its old hiding place. He's not talking about the Bible. He's not talking about a good commentary. Put my hands to myself and I feel no disgrace, making love to the girl in the centerfold page. My folks went to the movies, left me alone with the phone, so I called up Angela Browning and got her upstairs alone. We played doctors and nurses and husbands and wives. Just touching and kissing, we had the time of our lives. I'll not read the next verse. Then came the moment of truth, all alone in my room. She gave me my manhood and I took her virginity in my room. That's a hit song. That's a hit song. You know what? It makes me so mad. <laughs> makes me so upset and so hot. Just, I mean, hey, you don't know how upset I get. It's about how upset I get. Just as, hey, it just gets me righteous indignation burning in me. I said, I wouldn't do that. I have to get Taylor to take care of the rest of it. I can't handle it no more than that. That's what I'd like to do. I'd like to go up there to record bar. My soul. I'd like to have me some gasoline. I'd like to have me a hatchet and I'd just have me a time. I'd shout 
I'd have me a glorious time in there. Somebody said, you're destructive, huh? You wait till Jesus reigns, the millennial reign of Christ, you're going to see how destructive he is. <laughs> Ain't going to be a change in this thing. Yeah. Well, how about, it goes on, that goes on. Alice Cooper. Oh, yeah, Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper ain't always been Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper's name used to be, his name used to be Vincent Furrier, the son of a Baptist preacher, Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, Vincent Furrier one night went to a seance meeting. They had a seance. And they conjured and brought up some kind of demonic spirit. That spirit told, he told Vincent Furrier, said, if you let me control your body and if you let me inhabit you, I'll give you worldwide fame and make you number one in rock and roll. He said, come on in. And he changed his name. He renamed himself that night Alice Cooper. And for three years, Alice Cooper, the group, was number one in America. And he outdoes a lot of them. Alice Cooper's got an album entitled Welcome to My Nightmare. Welcome to My Nightmare. You talking about, hey, this is, boy, this is something. And it's a nightmare. You know how he does? He's got little girls, little girl dolls. Alice Cooper wears his eyes up like this and down like this and the mascara on. He comes out, you know, listen. He takes life-looking little dolls and they got eyes set like him. He takes a hatchet and chops their head off. He simulates making love to a mannequin. He's got a boy constrictor that he dances with and all of this. I mean, wow. Here's one of the songs in this, this album entitled, Welcome My Nightmare. It's entitled, I Love the Dead. Won't you get this? I love the dead. I love the dead. Before they're cold. They're blue in flesh for me to hold. He goes on and talks about they mourn your dead body, but I got use, other uses for you, darling. You know what he's saying about? He's saying about making love to a corpse. To a corpse. Listen, here, here's, where's the second thing? Here's, here's another song on that same album. It's titled, Cold Ethel. Cold Ethel. Listen to this. Cold Ethel. One thing I miss is Cold Ethel and her skeleton kiss. We met last night making love by the refrigerator light, and that wasn't a refrigerator in the home. That was a refrigerator down at the morgue. Ethel, Ethel, let me squeeze you in my arms. Ethel, Ethel, come and freeze me with your charm. One thing, no lie, Ethel's. Ethel's refrigerator is an Eskimo pie. She's cool in bed. Well, she ought to be. He said, Ethel's dead. Listen to this. Listen to the, just the demonic influence. And it just goes on. And there's Alice Cooper. Kiss. Oh, listen, kiss. Kiss. Been told that it's K-I-S-S, knights in Satan's service. And you know who they shoot their gospel devil rock at? Eight to 14-year-olds. That's the group that they're pushing at. Eight to 14-year-olds. Did you know that Marvel Comics, that produces Superman and some of the others, Marvel Comics put out a comic book here a while back, and it was entitled Kiss. Did you know it was the biggest seller that they ever had? 
Did you know that it was estimated that a year or two ago that KISS made $117 million in one year? From albums, from Halloween costumes, shampoo, soap, t-shirts, hats, hey, just anything you want. Pajamas, they've got it all. Moms and dads say, well, my little boy wants a kiss Halloween costume. He wants a kiss this and that. And they go out and buy it. You're helping to promote the lifestyle of a bunch of queers. Amen. They've got a title of song out titled Love Gun. No explanation needed. They've got another title, Plaster Casters. I've got a copy of it here. You know what it's dedicated to? And I ain't trying to be vulgar. You know me better than that. This Plaster Caster, they, they listen to it. And the mamas and daddies don't even know what it's talking about. It's talking about young girls that make plaster caster relatives of male rock and roll organs and they take it home to be a token of their love. Huh? That's, that's on that song. I'll play it if you want to hear it after service. Hmm? And I'm going to go on. Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. Now on Black Sabbath used to be Ozzy Osbourne's son with Black Sabbath. They had such hits as Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. And then this album jacket, on Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, on that album jacket, it shows a man in bed and the numbers over that bed, 666. Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath by the Black Sabbath. They had another song out, We Sold Our Soul for Rock and Roll. And I believe that. I believe that. They sold their souls for rock and roll. I believe that. Listen, Ozzy Osbourne said that he was compelled to see the exorcist 26 times altogether. Anybody in here see The Exorcist? I'm ashamed to admit it, I saw it too. That's been, I ain't, I've not been to the movies since 1976 and by the grace of God, I ain't never going again. I happened to see that movie and I would to God I'd never seen that thing. That thing haunted me in my mind, my dream. Listen, Ozzy Osbourne, most of you saw it. How to work if somebody said 26 times and see that same thing. Hmm? You know what Ozzy does? He's out on his own now. He's got a, a album out entitled Diary of a Madman. And that's just what he is, too, an idiot, a crazy. Yeah. You know what he did? He walked into a great big rec recording studio, and they ha were having a big conference meeting of the top executives. And he's a big name. They let him in. You had he walked in. He walked in, left a cloak like a, like a vampire or something. He got in there, and he reached down his pocket. He come out with a dove, a real live dove. He grabbed that dove and bit the head off. Spit that head on the conference table and throw that dove's body and blood everywhere. He said, that's the way I want to be remembered. Ozzy Osbourne. Huh? He's bitten the heads of live bats off, chickens off. Huh? Really intelligent. I mean, he, he, got, he got Balfords up. He got bats in his Balfords or something. Man. He, crazy. Hmm? But then there's this one here I want you to hear. Queen. See if we can find Queen here. Yes, here it is. Now, this is a, a lot of you have heard this. Queen is a group. They, that just the five guys in it, and they, they want to be called Queen. Why would a man want to be called Queen? Why would boys want to be called Queens? <laughs> They're homosexuals. They're homosexuals. They got a title song out. We are the champions, and it's the national anthem for homosexuals across the nation of America. We are the champions. It goes on down, and this song I want you to hear here is the song entitled uh, Another One Bites the Dust. I mean, you heard it. Another One Bites the Dust all over the building. 
Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. It's talking about machine gunning people down, and they hit the dust. Did you know they was a pro football team that every time they come on television, they play this is their theme song? Now, I believe if I'm not wrong, it may be wrong, but I think it was the Detroit Lions. It's one of them. They come on, and they, that's their theme song. Another one bites the dust. Of course, they're talking about knocking them down. Another one bites the dust. But here's what Queen's message says. Now, listen. We'll play it to you forward, and there's a backward message in this. Listen. Talks about another one bites the dust. Listen. That's, that's smoke. Talking about shooting machine gun. Shooting them down. So come backwards. I want you to hear this. Listen very closely. Anybody tell me what that said? You heard it right. Who said that? That's it. Listen, let me see if I can back it up just enough to catch that. actually saying is start to smoke marijuana played backwards and kids are desiring to get high not knowing why and the devil is planting programming their mind on what to do how to live and how to act and God help us as parents to wake up this breaks my heart and I see this and I hear this God help, we've been so naive and so stupid. Instead of, instead of crossing our sons and our daughters and, and praying about it, and, and moms and dads would rather say, well, I just as soon not hear it to hear it. I don't want to have to argue about it. I don't want to have to talk about it. Listen, here's one, electric light orchestra. This one's reversible. You're going to hear it too. As it goes forward, the very first part of this don't make no sense at all because it's talking backwards going forward. And this song here is a song they play. Is it ABC that has the, the football thing on ever so often? Is that what it is? Well, they, they play this song on further out. They play this. This is their little anthem like it's a play as they show the different teams that they played that week. But here's the first part. They don't ever play this because you don't make no sense. It's speaking, talking backwards. Now listen to this. This is from the album Fire on High by Electric Light Orchestra.
I have any problems here today? The music is reversible. Turn back, turn back. Let's see if it's on the second time. is reversible. See what they're saying. They're placing that in the subconscious mind so that folk will know that the music is reversible. It's talking about turn back, turn back. Well, what they're trying to say? Turn back from God? Turn away from mom and daddy? Turn back. Well, what they're trying to say? You can guarantee it's not something that's going to be a help to America. Hmm? And I had two more tapes and I'm through preaching. Somebody said, I don't think you preached anything. Well, God will be the judge of that on judgment day, won't he? Maybe more preaching went on this morning than what you even thought. Amen. Listen, here's a group entitled, well, it's entitled Iron Maiden. And I'm going to show you this. I showed Brother Bill this the other day. I'm going to show him this. Here's the album, and most of you can't see it from back there, but some on the front can, but Taylor see it back in the back. Iron Maiden, gruesome looking little creature here, isn't it? Huh? Fire in one hand, hollow eyes. Looks like some kind of demonic creature in a way. Well, here's what everybody thinks is the devil. Red and bug eyes and a pitchfork here and a little forky tail back here. And then down here is fire all over the place, fire. Here's a little boy light jumping up in the air. Right here's the title of the album, The Number of the Beast. This just came out in Lostville. The Number of the Beast. Huh? Wonder what the devil's trying to tell for? Getting them ready for his Superman, huh? Yes. Getting them ready for his man to come on the scene so they'll be ready to accept the mark of the beast. You know what it says back here? Look here. Here it is. Now it's like a pit here. Fire coming out of it. Here they are standing around it. These boys that sang this song. And over here it says, Revelations chapter 13, verse 18. Hey, they're quoting the word of God on us. It says... They're not even using the King James Version. No. no. But it says, Woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil sends the beast with wrath, because he knows the time is short. Let him that hath understanding reckon the number of the beast, for it is a human number. Its number is 666. Huh? That's the devil's crowd. Right there. Amen. That's the rock and roll crowd. I want you to hear it. I want you, this is the, right off the first song. Here's how it jumps out at you as you turn it on. Listen. <laughs> All right, I'm too far. Wait a minute. Let's see what I've got here. sends the beast with wrath because he knows the time is short. Let him who hath understanding reckon the number of the beast, for it is a human number. Its number is 666. <laughs> 
spooky, ain't he? Hmm? He does know his time is short. And he's programming minds. Young folk will buy that album just because the cover looks exciting. And they'll buy that. They'll buy start talking about Iron Maiden. They'll get to listen to that. 666, the number of the beast. 666, the number of the beast. And man, he's programming them and getting them ready for when that time comes to receive the mark of the beast. And they'll fall for it. Listen, God help us. This is his tool of evangelism. And he's getting our generation ready. Us Baptists sat back and just, you know, lollygag and daydream, huh? I mean, if we hit the notion, it's just right. We might ask somebody to come to church. We might sow. We might knock on the door. God help us. We better get busy. It's about over, folk. It's about over. It's about over. Here's the last group I want to mention. ACDC. ACDC. It's got an AC. DC and with a S, but it's not like this, it's like this. And that's a satanic emblem of the S. And you know what ACDC stands for? AC current or DC current? Either way. It's this tape player's got ACDC. Either way. What they're saying, boys or girls, either way, we don't care. Huh? Listen, ACDC group on this right here, listen. They come out of here and they sing this song, Highway to Hell. Highway to Hell. I want you to hear it before I tell you the lyrics before you listen to it. Here it is. Now, remember, one of the young men that sung in this group, just several days after this song was cut, died in the backseat of an automobile on a drug overdose and probably fulfilled his song, Highway to Hell. Here's how it goes. Living easy, living free. Is that not the world's philosophy? Season ticket on a one-way ride. I got, a, I got good news for you. Hey, I got bad news for you on that fact. It is a one-way ride if you die and go to hell, friend. It's a one-way ride. Season ticket on a one-way ride. Asking nothing, leave me be. Take your love and get out of my sight. I don't need reason. I don't need rhyme. Ain't nothing I'd rather do. I'm going down for the time. My friends are going to be there too. Now that very well may be. But you'll not party down there. You'll not drink your Coors and, and your Budweiser and smoke your pot and, and take your drugs. And it'll be darkness and, and hellfire and brimstone. My friends will be there too. I'm on the highway to hell, the highway to hell. I'm on the highway to hell. No stop signs, no speed limits. Nobody going to slow me down. Like a wheel going to spin it. Ain't nobody going to mess me around. Hey, Satan, pay my dues. Pay it on a rocking band. Hey, mama, look at me. Here's a young man singing, saying, hey, mama, a young boy. Listen, a mama's boy, daddy's boy out there, grandmother's boy, grandmother's boy out there saying, hey, mama, look at me. I'm on my way to the promised land. I'm on the highway to hell, the highway to hell. I'm on the highway to hell. And that's where a lot of them's headed. And the sad thing is they're dry, dragging a lot of young boys and young girls and maybe even some of our own folk to the highway of hell. Won't you listen to a little of ACDC as they sang the highway to hell. Here comes the beat. Right here. Every time. Here they go now. Living easy. Living free. 
is some mother's boy. Some dad's son. Going down for the town. to promised land that breaks my heart breaks my heart boys and girls and teenagers they see them out there in their flashy cars they see them in their castles they see them out there on stage and the popularity see them out there with everybody looking at them the lights on them bright out there they're the stars of this generation but there's another side of this thing and they don't show you the flip side of the album he don't show you Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix, who was one of the greatest guitarsmen they said had ever been, many of the rock and roll stars built him as a god himself. Jimi Hendrix, after he had played one night, they give him $100,000 for a little over an hour performance, one of the highest paid entertainers. And what happened to him the next day? Drowned in a pool of his own vomit, choked to death, OD'd on drugs. Janis Joplin, Janis Joplin, three weeks after Jimi Hendrix OD'd, Janis Joplin used to sing the songs, me and Bobby McGee and all this. She had gonorrhea several times. She was a lesbian six times. She tried to commit suicide. Why, well, preacher, I thought she was happy, wealthy. She had riches. She had fame. She had fortune, but she had no peace with God. There's no peace in this world, folk. It's not there. It's not there, but it's in Jesus Christ and Him alone. You know what she did? She took a hypodermic needle with liquid cement that she put model cars together with, another hypodermic full of liquid LSD, shoved one in one arm, shoved the other in the other arm, pushed them full, took a razor blade and began to try to cut her face off of her very face and try to cut it away. And she died in a pool of her own blood. Jim Morrison, another rock star, died a similar fate. Brian Jones of the Rolling Stones drowned in his own private swimming pool, OD'd on drugs. Al Wilson of Can Heat, drug overdose. Graham Parsons and Gary Fine of Uriah Heap, both overdosed. overdosed. Vinnie Taylor, Sha Na Na, OD'd. The Keith Moon of the Who, OD'd. On and on and on. Sid Vicious, just a couple of years ago, of the Sex Pistols, OD'd and died. And then the king of so-called rock and roll, Elvis Presley. You see, he don't show you that side. He's only got one side to show you, and that's his side. He don't show you the boys and girls, Ark Linkletter's daughter, Ark Linkletter's daughter on drugs. I believe she bailed out, if I'm not mistaken, a 14-story window and splattered on the ground, old deed on drugs. Probably been listening to her rock and roll music. Huh? 
Preacher, I just believe you're an alarmist. I just believe you're an extremist. I just believe you're trying to strain a night and swallow a camel. I believe you need to get right with God. Amen. I believe you need a house cleaning. I'm going to tell you something. We've fooled ourselves. We've kidded ourselves. We think we're going to have revival. We think we're going to have soul winning churches. We think we're going to have the power of God on our lives. There's rock and roll, filthy music in our homes, country music in our homes. And we listen to it, feel up on it, and then expect God to bless. It'll never, never happen in your life. You'll never walk with God. You'll never have the power of God on your life. You'll never be a soul winner. You'll never walk with God like He wants you to walk with Him unless you get rid of that stuff. It'll never happen. What's the answer, preacher? Old time, bless God, barn burning. Amen. I'm talking about a barn burning, getting rid of it. God don't want you to take it to a flea market and sell it. God don't want you to sell it in a rummage sale. God wants you to get rid of it. Hezekiah's day in Hezekiah's day the revivals under Hezekiah in that Old Testament the revivals they tore down the groves they tore down the images they removed the altars to Baal they got rid of it rock and roll music is an altar to Satan himself you know what Paul said Paul said in Acts 19.19 as he preached to that place called Ephesus 1919 of Acts, he said, Many of them also which use curious arts or magicianal books, curious arts brought them together and burned them before all men. And they counted the price and found it 50 pieces of silver. The Bible said, So madly grew the word of God and prevailed. Not only grew, but the word of God prevailed against men's souls. Because those folk got right with God. Deuteronomy 7, 26 said, Neither shalt thou bring an abomination into thine house, lest thou be a cursed thing like it. Thou shalt utterly abhor it, for it is a cursed thing. I wonder, reckon you've got any of this in your home? Some of you boys and girls profess to be saved, living for God, love Jesus. You listen to rock and roll. Daddy, mama, you sit around and listen to country music, profess to love God and walk with God, profess to want to be a soul winner and a real out and out Christian. Huh? How can two walk together except they be agreed? Huh? I mean, it can't happen, folks. I'm going to tell you something. With all my heart, I believe God sent this message. I believe there's some young folks, some middle-aged folks, some old folks. I had a lady in a meeting the other night. She must have been 55, 60, 65 years old. She raised her hand that she had some of that stuff in her house and she needed to get rid of it. Huh? You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Heads bowed and eyes closed. I'm through preaching. <laughs>